50 years ago, I could go up to anybody in America and say, hey, if you were to die today, do you know for sure you go to heaven or hell? Now a whole lot of people I talk to don't even believe in heaven or hell. That man there is Ed Stetzer. He's one of today's most respected experts on Christianity's interaction with culture. And he's our guest on this episode of GPS, God People Stories. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. At one point in our conversation, Ed Stetzer said, research is dry. He said it involves numbers and things like um, regression analyses, Grumbach alphas, T-tests, things that I've never heard of and uh, things that a lot of us just don't understand. But God has given Ed the ability to repackage all that research in ways that can help Christians share the message of Jesus more effectively. GPS. God. People. Stories. Ed Stetzer's resume is impressive. He's got two master's degrees and two doctorates. He's an author, a speaker, and a pastor. And in his spare time, (laughs) he's an executive director of LifeWay Research. We do research on church and culture to help Christians kind of better understand uh, when and where they live so they can be more faithful and fruitful in sharing the gospel, uh, serving one another, um, engaging community, things of that sort. Research is a huge part of Ed's life and ministry. Research is a tool. The goal is to help churches and Christians be on mission. And so that's been my passion. And so I've got a PhD in missiology, which is basically helps we understand culture and engage it. So research became the tool, but gospel impact is the goal. Gospel impact was something Ed first witnessed as a young boy growing up near New York City. My mother was actually influenced by my sister. Ed's sister was the first member of his family to become a Christian. My sister rode a bus just outside of New York City to a church, a little bus ministry in the 70s. My sister heard the gospel. My mother was intrigued. My mother then went back to a church that she was nominally connected to. She heard the gospel. And when she did, she surrendered her life to Jesus. The family eventually moved from New York to Florida, and it was there that Ed gave his life to Jesus at a Christian summer camp. So I started, you know, got involved in, in leading Bible studies, things of that sort in high school, met, met my, my girlfriend, now wife, when we were in high school. I went after college, did a pre-med degree, planning to be a doctor. God kind of redirected our plan, and we ended up becoming a pastor. I moved to the inner city of Buffalo, New York, planted a church, and from there ended up later being a researcher and changing things of that sort. Along the way, Ed began to realize the importance and the power of research. I'll often hear people say, we don't need to worry about that. Just preach the gospel and love people. But part of loving people, Ed says, is understanding them. For example, when a church sends missionaries to a foreign country, it first learns about that country's culture. When we send them to the Ebon in Malaysia, we want them to know and understand. Well, I want today people in the English-speaking Western world to say, all right, what do I need to know about these people? What do they think about Christianity? Because if you go... 50 years ago, I could go up to anybody in America and say, hey, if you were to die today, do you know for sure you go to heaven or hell? Now a whole lot of people I talk to don't even believe in heaven or hell. And, and, and so your categories have changed. So if I open the Bible and say, this is what the Bible says, a whole lot of people say, well, well why do I care what the Bible says? On what basis should what the Bible says relate to me? So I need to know people so I can be more effective in reaching people. And there is nothing new about that kind of approach. Ed points to the Apostle Paul 2,000 years ago. In Acts 13, 14, 16, and 17, he goes to Pisidian and Antioch, he goes to Lystra, and he goes to the Areopagus, or Mars Hill. In all three of those places, he starts at a different place. When he's at Pisidian Antioch, he says, men of Israel, and you who fear God, listen. And he goes through 
a deep knowledge of their history. At Lystra, he actually talks about nature, you know, the God who made all these things. Why? Because that's the kind of things they would worship. When he goes to the Areopagus, he says, men of Athens, I see you're very religious. He's done his research. He says, I see a statue to an unknown God. And he explains to them that God doesn't dwell in statues made by hands. And then he quotes their poets and their philosophers, Epicurean poets and philosophers. Now, how does he know all that? Because he looked into their situation. And I think today we need to love people enough to know people, and in knowing people, we love them enough to share the gospel with them. So, for Ed, research is all tied up with his love for God and his love for people. He does what he does to help other Christians do what Jesus calls all his followers to do. That is to go into all the world and make disciples. I think a whole lot of Christians love Jesus, but the most frequent answer to how many people you invited to church in the last six months or how many people you shared the gospel with, the most frequent answer is zero. So people, I don't want Christians to get in little enclaves. I want them to live on mission where Jesus sends them into their community to engage their neighbors. So we do research to help Christians know and be more bold in their sharing of the gospel. What's that look like for the average individual Christian? Let me give you an example. 89% of younger unchurched young adults So 18 to 29-year-olds, 89% say they'd be willing to have a conversation about Christianity with a friend. Okay, that's 89%. So a lot of people say, well, the next generation doesn't want to talk about this. They do. So that emboldens a Christian who might be talking him or herself out of evangelizing people, sharing the gospel, when 9 out of 10 say they're open to it. So what's the most common answer to have you reached out to somebody? Zero. So Christians aren't reaching out when we actually know that unchurched young adults are actually open to that conversation. And the reason for that disconnect? Well, Ed says at least part of the problem is that pop culture assumptions can sometimes get more attention than actual facts. There's kind of a pop culture view of the church, that it's dying, that Christianity is dying, things of that sort. Christian speakers and writers often play right into this. You may have heard, you know, 86% of youth, evangelical youth, drop out of church after high school never to return. The problem is none of those narratives are true, and no real researcher anywhere actually believes the popular narrative. Pew says evangelical Christianity has grown in the last seven years. Pew, by the way, is the Pew Research Center. It and LifeWay Research are just a couple sources Ed would recommend to anyone who's looking for reliable research about the church and culture. What I would say is, you know, use some trusted sources that sort of, you know, maybe help interpret and report some of the research. And all. So those places that actually communicate data, they have reporters and people who try to report those things fairly. What I would avoid is the web-based, I saw one web-based headline, Christianity won't survive another decade unless we do something now. I mean, seriously? So in 2026, the last Christian's going to walk out of Asheville, North Carolina, and, you know, and join a pagan commune? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. So what I would say is look to trusted sources that can help interpret some of that data as well. And that gets us back to what Ed says is his passion. He wants to use data and research to help Christians be on mission. And so I try to help help Christians understand where they are and where they are in culture. And, and so that's a big part of it. So so we use polls, but I mean, most of my speaking, you know, is, is really, I don't get up and give numbers and stats. I encourage pastors and church leaders to be faithful to God's mission, to share the gospel and give them effective ways to do that. I want to share the Sharing the gospel is huge because the gospel, God's offer to forgive our sins, changes lives. It gives you hope and peace in this life 
and it secures your place in heaven when you die. We can tell you more about all of it at our website, billygramradio.org. Click on Grow Your Faith. That's billygramradio.org. One of the most surprising discoveries that Ed Stesser ever made in his research is coming up in just a minute. Stay close. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Now I want you to turn with me to the 17th chapter of the book of Acts. Billy Graham. Paul had been going all over Greece and Turkey preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And now Paul comes to Athens. He said, as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with an inscription to the unknown God. And he said, I want to talk to you about that God. And then Paul went on to tell them about Jesus Christ. He made it possible for you to meet God and to have your sins forgiven. The Bible says we've all sinned, but when Christ died on that cross, God laid upon him all of our sins, and then God raised him from the dead. And that was really the subject of Paul's message, that Christ is arisen. The Bible says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And now back to the hosts of GPS, Phil Fleischman and Jim Kirkland. The Decision America Tour has now released all the dates for all the rest of the stops between now and the middle of October. So if Franklin Graham hasn't held a prayer rally yet in your state capitol, Check out the website to see when he'll be there. It's decisionamericatour.com. Our guest on this episode of GPS, Ed Stetzer, processes a lot of information about the church and culture. I mean, he's written 16 books, he's pastored, planted, and helped revitalize numerous churches, and he's the executive director of Lifeway Research. So we asked Ed if there were any findings in all of his work that were particularly surprising. I think one that probably caught a lot of attention, we did a study of the younger unchurched and the older unchurched. And probably the biggest surprising was how open they were to spiritual things. And they're kind of anti-church, right? So they, uh, you know, a lot of them say that church is full of hypocrites. People say one thing, do another, all those things. But man, they're open to the spiritual conversation. So my desire is not to sit around and say, hey, look, people are mad at the church. There are some of that. My desire is to say, and they're open to the gospel. And so, so let's take that next step of faith. So the openness, I think, was a surprise. This is GPS, God People Stories. Research as ministry is a huge part of Ed Stetzer's story, and we'd like to thank him for being our case study this week on GPS. And you, we'd like to thank you for listening. GPS is on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and TuneIn Radio, as well as on BillyGrahamRadio.org. We're also on Facebook. To find us there, just search for Billy Graham Radio. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. GPS is an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Good news.